the Novelty Podcast. I'm Mar. And I'm Sadie. And this is the pod where we read the books and spill the tea. And this is another episode of our EBTV series. Come on. Everything about the book. Everything about the book. <laughs> Honestly, every time I hear the jingle, I've just kind of got to hum it. It's good. It's good. It's a go. Although, <laughs> let me tell you what. The amount of times that you guys, you because your voice is the jingle. And, and I, I literally, <laughs> I literally was so picky about it. For some reason, it never, like I, Joel would try so many renditions mm-hmm. of it and I couldn't do it. I was like, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it was like saying because wow. no, like, more you suck. no, not you. Can we get somebody else on the track? No, it was more. I had this like sound in my head, and yeah, I couldn't. Sure. I couldn't like be dishonest about it. Where I was like, yeah. I, I would tell him, I was like, honestly, you two are the ones having to work on this. I don't know why. Like, I can't get the sound out of my head. And so, anyway, the last time that I he mixed it or whatever, and you guys did like different sounds, mm-hmm. and I was like. Oh, that one's really good. And he's like, done. That's it. I don't say another word. We said that for like an hour, probably. Yeah. But anyway, the EBTV is good. Um, we have two things to talk about right now. Oh my gosh. And they're both about you. <laughs> Number well, one, you got a haircut. I got a haircut. And it looks gorge. It's giving better for Oh, that's wow. no, not yet, but that's what I'm trying. I'm gonna put the curlers Gorgina. in it. We love it. Number two, and most important, and I cannot believe we haven't talked about it up until this point, you have now joined me in the proud ownership of a Costco membership card. (laughs) No way! I love that. In today's news. Okay. Honestly, it is breaking news because here's why. This is why this is important. (laughs) This is why this should be on the podcast because we became friends like two years ago and that was some, I don't even know how that came up. I think it was because of the pickles. Like we, was it from Costco? It was like the chips and salsa. I don't know. Chips and salsa. Something from Costco. And I was like, oh, it's great. And you shizzed all over Costco so hard. And I was trying to explain to you why it actually is financially responsible and makes sense even if... Alone, if you just get your gas there, it pays for the membership itself. If you just purchase your gas there, you, you don't, you're not even paying for a membership because of what <sighs> you save. Um, and so I just want you to explain yourself. <laughs> and I also want you to oh um, tell me how it's been being able to get in the doors of Costco. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was a hater because I was always like, literally to anyone that I ever met, I was like, you're paying to go to a store. You can walk into Walmart literally for free. I was like, but- to be fair, at the time when I was saying this, this was before inflation and all these like prices went up. Okay, I could go to Walmart and spend $300 and have like a month worth of stuff. But the other day, I went to Walmart and I spent $300 on groceries and tell me why it lasted me a week. I was like, no, I don't have $1,200 to spend on groceries every month. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And so I got my Costco membership. I let Sadie know right away. And honestly, I'm in love. I'm so glad we got that off our chest. I'm so glad you finally have seen the light and that now you know that I'm right. So that's all we need to know. She is right. But this week, the book we're talking about is called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by Matthew Perry. Mm -hmm. And obviously, this is really sad to read about and talk about after his passing because he is so young. And um, right now, it looks like there's no um, kind of like suspect or questionable circumstances with his death. Mm. It looks like he literally was in the hot tub and had a heart attack. That's so sad. 
It's Especially horrific. since there's so many conspiracy spirits oh, about it right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. It's re- I mean, it's sad when you release a book like this, right, yeah. of uh, kind of his struggles. The big terrible thing in the title is obviously referen- referencing his addiction struggles. So yeah. it is- But you want to- Get it. Go, go for it. He posted a picture of him in the actual hot tub- Oh, I've heard Before this. he passed. Well, did and you tell say, me about this theory? I think so. Okay. And but people say that, um, I wasn't going to talk about that, but people say that that's the night that he passed. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's like that, like he had that picture posted and then later like he passed, but someone else took that picture. So I want to know if it was that night and somebody else was taking the picture, you're telling me he had a heart attack in the tub and you couldn't. See, it's just so sad to even speculate. Like, I, it makes me sad to even wonder. Well, like, I know, but that's the thing. I, I was know, like, if, he, yeah. if that's the night he died, how did he have no help? I don't you know. You know, I'm just maybe like. Maybe that's the person who called. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, sometimes when you have heart attacks, you're not supposed to touch them. You're not supposed, you know, it's well, all this. Well, in a tub, too. I don't, oh, yeah, I don't just, even. Yeah. It's just, I'm going to be honest. It's just a sad way to go. Oh, it's just so sad. I mean, uh, yeah, I Especially that being that young and being such a beloved character, like mm-hmm. a person that brought this just fun, lighthearted show to yeah. oh my so gosh. many people. I mean, it is so many people's comfort show. Like yeah. when you just need a laugh, you yeah. put on Friends. Like anytime I would watch something spooky or get spooked out, I just would throw an episode of Friends at the end of the night and it would make me laugh. And I'd be yeah. like, okay. And so I think that's how it feels to a lot of people. And so obviously like talking about this book, again, this is an EBTV, so we have not read this yeah. book, but I was watching, um, I watched like an interview he did, like a long form. It was like almost an hour sit down interview with, um, it was like in a theater style, you know, like when they'll travel around and do tours. And so he was like literally in a movie theater and it was full of like people and he was getting interviewed by this um, other guy and he was in Canada because if you don't know, that's where Matthew Perry is from, born and raised, I believe, born and raised. But that's where he grew up for sure. I do know that he grew up there. Um, but it is just sad because it's like he, I think it just was a, it's hard to listen to somebody have realizations about themselves right at their halfway point in life. Yeah. And so realistically, he would have had like another at least hopefully 40 years, yeah. you know? And so it's like... And how old was he when he passed? Do we know? I don't know. Actually, it's a good question. We'll Mars fa- looking we'll, that up. Yeah, we yeah we're fact checking check that. that. But um, basically, the book that he wrote just kind of chronicles his... He was 54. Wow. He did have a lot of life. You know, and what's sad here is that, you know, in this book, he talks about the addictions and everything that he went through. And we'll read the little um, Apple Books review in the description. But it's just... It had the effects on him, you know. He had a bad heart. He had its effects of the drugs, unfortunately, that he took. You know. Well, even like I was listening in the interview, and he was talking about how when he was little, he was like a colicky baby. So like mm-hmm. right when he was born, I don't know if you got like heard about that, but right when he was born, um, his parents took him to the doctor, and this is like in the 1970s, and they gave him phenobarbital, which is basically like an anti-seizure medication. It's <gasps> like for Insane. It's like a tranquilizer type of what drug. The heck. The doctor said, "Give him this." He's just a colicky baby, like a crying colicky baby. Which I mean, I can't. It's so hard if your baby's crying twenty four seven. But they gave him that, and so he took it from. It was one month at thirty days to sixty days. So for one full month, he took this. They gave him this uh. insane drug, and so he's just like zonked as a baby. How did that 
not going to prove. Literally, that's what I thought. And so he was even saying in every interview, he's like, I totally believe that has repercussions on me. He's yeah, like, for sure. I haven't slept well most of my life. He's like, that's definitely what I attribute it to. He was, yeah. so I just think even from the jump he, on his life, like he just, there were things out of his circumstances or things that were predispositioned to make him have and to, for him to struggle with this disease and the addiction that he did. Yeah. And he just talks about that later too. But why don't you give us a little overview of what he, the book is about? Yeah, so this is a memoir and it came out November 1st of 2022. So it's coming up on a, it is a year of when this came out. And it's, um, the little review says this, in this heartfelt touching memoir, actor Matthew Perry recounts his life most defining moments with total candor. After his parents separated when he was young, Perry found solace in making people laugh and always seeking entertainment, which often came with occasional drink or six. From flying solo at the age of five to getting in a first fight with Justin, yes, the future Canadian prime minister, at age 10, Perry's turbulent childhood left him feeling like an unaccompanied minor well into his adulthood. We were touched as the beloved Friends actor opened up about the addiction that that ravaged him at the height of his career. Perry's knack for self-deprecating humor made us laugh even when he opens up about his darkest moments and the seemingly endless struggle he faced in and out of recovery. Friends, Lovers, and The Big Terrible Thing is an inspiring story about the power of perseverance and taking sobriety one day at a time. Yeah. So it is a very, it's kind of like a look behind the curtain at his life. And especially for someone that was on our screens for so long, it is interesting to read about. But at the same time, even just listening to the interview, granted it was like a long interview, but I was like, it just makes you sad. Like it wasn't, it's not a book, at least from what kind of I gathered about Mm. it. It's not a book that you necessarily would want to read, except if you're it just interested in Matthew Perry's life. See, I've heard the opposite really? is that some people say that his humor comes alive in the book and there's a lot of funny things in there oh. and that but he does it in such a tasteful way where he's very transparent and vulnerable about what he's gone through, but his humor shines through the book. And I I some people have said, you know, in this book he talks about how he uses humor um he used it to for a way to feel important in a room so he wouldn't be drowned out, basically. Mm. And so a lot of people wondered, like, is this him doing the same thing in this book? Mm. You know, is he still, you know, hiding behind that humor? Granted, he's a funny man, you know? He is. Do you know what? I, one thing I thought was really funny is, you know, his whole bit where he's like, could I be any more yes. serious or whatever? So how he just has that, like, inflation. He said basically that was him and his buddies when they were, like, so there's a little story about here when he had his first drink and like all that we could talk about too, but his buddies that he ended up having that first drink with, they talked like that. They would be in class together and they're like, could my teacher be any more annoying? Mm-hmm. Could they do that? Like they would have that little like inflection. And so then when he went to do a reading for the role, he would put that spit on it and they were like, wait, what did you just do? Like to mm-hmm. keep doing that. That's great. Yeah. And that was literally Chandler. That's yeah. like, literally from his buddies that's how they all talk to each other so I just thought that was crazy it was like them using like an inside like kind of speech with each other yeah and that's what he chose to create Chandler Bing and it's crazy because they talk about how 
<clears throat> he talks about how when he first read this part, he knew it was for him. Because, and the fun thing is that as friends went along the way, they started taking personal- the personalities of the actual actors and put it into the characters so that way it could feel more real and loving. And so just knowing that, because obviously we don't know him, right? Even though we think he's our friend, just see, just knowing that Chandler Bing is actually how he was, it's just like, oh, it just makes you miss him more. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. I've, so one thing that kind of struck me is, so he talks about how the first time he ever had alcohol, he was 14 years old. Um, and it was in Ottawa, Canada. And they, it was like him and his buddies and they got drinks and there was like a bottle of this wine and they had, his friends had a drinks and he had the entire bottle of wine, like on his own. Um, and he said, he remembers thinking that this is what normal people must feel like where he was like, I felt like really, really happy and I felt not in my head. And he's like, and I felt just so good. Mm. And he was like, oh, this must be what people feel like normally. Mm. And so for him and his like adolescent mind, it seems like he already was having so much like struggle, anxiety, depression, all these things where when he had this bottle of wine, he literally felt like, so much better. Whereas for he, what he describes as all him, you know, in his late forties doing this interview or 50 mm. or yeah, he was 50 when he did this interview or after, um, <clears throat> he literally was saying that when he had that, he realized like, Oh, for other people, drinks will maybe make them like woozy or tired or just kind of like sluggish or just not so great. And he felt the complete opposite. He felt amazing. And so he was kind of like, wow, this is like going to be great. Yeah. And so that kind of was like the first time that he he realized like, oh, he might have, he didn't put it together that he had a um, different response to alcohol, but he did say that he's like, I remember that time at 14 of being like, this is going to be really helpful for me. Yeah. Which is just so sad. And I think it's, especially back then, you know, people, they didn't have the education that they do now. I mean, there was time when people thought like, you know, you could drink normally even like through pregnancy. Like, I mean, like every single day, all day, like who cares? Or like even smoking, people were like, let's smoke. You can smoke anytime. People used to think smoking was healthy for you. So it's just like, it's so hard when you see people being affected later on because of the education that we didn't have when you know, it was very right. present going through it. And so it's just so crazy. But if you know him, you love him. Some few things that he has been in. Obviously, friends, everyone loves friends. He's been in 17 again, Fool's Rush in, the whole nine yards, and many other things. And so um, very loved man, for yeah. sure. And I just, oh my gosh, I saw like, you know, I, two things about this. I saw that they had a uh, funeral for him. And, like, they took pictures above of, like, the, all the friends cast was there, you know. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, their hearts. Because they were actually his friends. Yeah. Like, I've, if you guys have seen the reunion of Friends, you should see that. Like, if you haven't, it's just very touching. But I also felt bad that, like, paparazzi got into, like, a very intimate moment. Yeah. It's hard with public figures, I guess, and celebrities of, like, yeah, the prop, paparazzi either respecting those moments or capturing those moments, trying to figure out. I mean, again, I just, I've watched the David Beckham documentary and I, it opened my eyes so much to like how people are treated. Like it kind of was giving Princess Diana of just the extreme extremities of like yes. how the paparazzi can be so invasive and stuff. Um, but yeah, because it's like, it's nice for 
I guess us. Yeah, but we don't to, need to. We don't know him. We right, don't, we don't know. need to see it. So it's like who who's benefiting from? I mean, the only it's like people would want to see that though. Yes, people want to sure. see the picture of it, but it's like, do you absolutely need to see the photo of it? No. Yeah, and I think that's the hard thing with paparazzis. It's kind of a dehumanizing job. They're no longer looking at it as like, oh, this is a funeral. They're like, I got to get this shot because I can get tons of money, and you know, so mm-hmm. it's just ah. Yeah. Oh, we miss you, Matthew Perry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the book, it seems really interesting as far as like, if you are into Friends, if you are curious about it, it seems like it would be a very informative read from the interview, from what he talks about. It does It does seem like, I mean, obviously the whole book is centered around his addiction. So I think some people, I mean, it, it's not a pleasant thing to read about. It's definitely not something that's just like, enjoyable to be around, but I th- I do think it's super important, especially the way he kind of talks about, like, he he just said for so long he didn't know what was going on with him, and now he does. Yeah. Like, and that's just, I just think for a lot of people, and he talks about, too, like, from when he had that first drink at 14 to then later, he's like, you would think I would drink all the time right after that. Like, you'd think I'd be drinking every day. He was like, I wasn't, but then he talks about when he was in his early 20s, like, 19, 20, 21, that's when he started drinking all the time. And that's when it became like an actual addiction where he was like drinking every single day. He was hiding it. Like he would try to just like not let people know that he was actually drinking, but he felt like he had to do it every single day to like just keep going. Um, So he was just, I think if you are somebody that has struggled with addiction, I think this book could be something that maybe would feel, I don't know, just very- You might feel seen. Yeah, you might feel seen. You might- kind of just um, see somebody that's worked through it and being vulnerable, I think is a huge part of recovery from addiction. So I think even reading something like this would be um, pretty powerful, but yeah, I also just thought very random, but his mom worked for Pierre Trudeau, who was the 15th prime minister of Canada. And I just thought that was so random and crazy. (laughs) I literally was like, wait, so his mom is kind of famous too. Like his mom is like, Kind of important as well. Her, yeah. yeah, because then he talked about this one memory of like he remembers as a kid, like they were walking into this event and his mom was in front of him. And when she walked in, like she just like kind of captured all the tension and everything mm. like because she's just like very magnetic and beautiful. And like I looked up pictures of her. I'm like, wow. And she, so crazy. And he just remembers, though, him distinctly feeling like I want her to turn around. Aww. I want her to turn around and look at me. Oh, that is so heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And he said how he realized like that just translated into so much of his relationship with women in general and stuff. But I just thought, wow, it's like such a, it seems like such a reflective book. Like some, like he's gone through life in struggles with very real, very difficult things and is now being able to write about it in a way that hopefully can help others. Yeah. So it seems like, yeah. And if you want to listen to an audio book, he's actually the one that narrates the book himself. I feel like that's so cool to be in the mind of him, but also hearing it from him. So I think I might do that. Do you think you're going to read this book? I honestly don't just only because I think it will make me sad to be honest. And like, I feel like around the holidays, for some reason I have to be very careful about what I read because it, or what I just let in my mind because I don't know if my emotions, it can just be weird. But what about you? I think I might read it just because I love friends. And I, but also at the same time, I might not because I don't want it to ruin like the character of Chandler for me. Not that, you know, I just, I just want to keep Chandler in this own little make believe world, you know, but 
you guys got to let us know if you want us to read it or if you're going to read it, let us know. Make sure you guys give us a five stars. You follow us on Instagram at the Novelty Podcast. And just send us books if you're curious about um, stuff you want us to. If, you're, there, if there's books that you want to read yes. but don't have the time, send them our way. We'll get for them sure. done for you. We'll record an episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, not your homework, though. Don't send us anything oh, that you need us to read for you. If you're like, we need you to go through the nurse's book of, it's like, absolutely not. We will not no, be reading textbooks you. on this podcast. No, okay? thank you. But we guys hope you enjoyed this uh, EBT episode, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.